Welcome to Ladies Who Lunch and Fellas Too, a podcast for classy, sassy, and business-savvy individuals. Thanks for tuning in. Our wingman of the week is one of the most fascinating individuals that I have ever had the pleasure of knowing, Mr. Kyle Allfriend. Kyle is a real estate entrepreneur, investor, philanthropist, and the managing partner of the Allfriend Real Estate Group. And I have really been looking forward to this. So thank you for joining us today. So tell us more about your business and your philanthropic adventures. Because you have so many. (laughs) Your passion project. Uh, We'll start with my business. Uh, Been a realtor for a little over 40 years. Which is incredible. Because you're only... 61. And I started the business when I was 19, when I bought my first house, and fixed it up and flipped it uh, long before flipping was a word. Yeah, And <laughs> before it was a thing. At that time, my goal, my plan, had put together a schedule mm-hmm. that I was going to buy one house a year for 20 years, and at 39, I would have then 20 houses. And then I would sell half of those houses and use that money to pay off the other half and own them free and clear. And if you do the math on it, based on the types of homes that I was buying at the time, I would have a net worth of $1.8 million and passive cash flow of about $230,000 a year. And I thought that'd be pretty good at 39 years old. Well, yeah. (laughs) I ended up buying that 20th house uh, about... About 29 months into the process instead of 20 years. And and just kind of kept going from there. And now, I only know this because I know you so well, but you have, what, 1,800 properties in the United States? No, I probably have purchased a, a little bit more, a, a, quite a bit more than that. But I basically turn around and sell them all. So whenever the... Market's going great. I sell everything, okay. and then when the market's going bad, I start buying everything back up. So I, it goes back and forth and back and forth all right. the time. That makes sense. And it's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. It's certainly working for you. And then what about like philanthropy? Because in my eyes, when I think of you, that's what I think of first. Okay, I think the purpose of money. I define money as freedom. And having stuff and having piles of cash is quite honestly kind of boring. Right. And, but the issue is what can you do with it? And I just really enjoy finding things. I think that we're on this earth to fix problems. And uh, my primary area of focus is childhood cancer. And, and, uh, Pretty much every single aspect connected right. with that. Which I know I greatly admire you for. And we both, well, we work really closely together um, in that, like, philanthropy route. But with Ronald McDonald House, you're, mm-hmm. like, the star of the show. It's <laughs> for good reason. For good reason. But that's that's how I think of you first and foremost. Oh, really? Oh, the yeah. Ronald McDonald oh, House? Yeah. Yeah. If I, yeah. That's a great facility when a family is dealing with uh, the mortality of their own child. 
And one of the things that that I don't think many people completely comprehend, intellectually understand it, but you have to almost be in the experience when your child has a terminal or a fatal disease, the world doesn't stop. Right. Even when you're going through your own issues, the world doesn't stop. And Kroger's still wants to be paid for the food. Yeah. And the mortgage company and their rent is still due. Your car payments are due. Gasoline still has to go in the car. Everything about life still continues on. Pretty much the world doesn't stop. They care, but they don't stop. Right. And, and they care as long as they're getting their money. <laughs> they get their money. <laughs> yeah, they don't happen. care as soon as they And can. your employers will put up with some things, depending upon who the employer is for a period of time. Right. But that's not an unlimited amount of time. And you want to focus all your energy on the children, uh, on your, your child. The purpose, the real purpose of Ron McDonald House is the attitude that it is the parent's responsibility to focus on their child. And it is a Ronald McDonald's house responsibility to eliminate every single thing in that parent's life so that they can focus on them. And that's that's housing, food. We provide uh, free haircuts, manicures, back rubs, um, uh, educating the, the children, educating the siblings, and comfort dogs uh, to, to just bring some cheer to their lives. Every single thing that we can think of. We have music rooms, uh, exercise rooms, movie theater. Right. Everything that we can do to eliminate any thought that they have. Well, and the, sorry, Fifi is an avid <laughs> choker. She's not dying. Um, she... <laughs> The, when you gave me the tour there, I know um, there are Ronald McDonald houses all over the world, but mm-hmm. ours in Columbus, Ohio happens to be the largest, right? And that has to it, do with correct, our yeah, community. It's, it's largest in the world because basically the, the funding of every Ronald McDonald house, it, the Ronald McDonald homes are really self-funded. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line, the reason we are the largest, it is the generosity of the central Ohio people. Right. I that remember you saying reason. that. Yeah. I think, I mean, in general, the generosity of Ronald McDonald House. Like, every time I've been with you um, to when you do your quarterly dinner and such, I mean, just to know, like, there are some families when we're done with the dinner and cleaning up, people come down, they go to the fridge, they get the, you know, milk. Even specific, I remember when I was there the last time, it was, this lady was like, had to empty a bunch of stuff because they're obviously refrigerators are huge and she was looking for the goat milk in the back and i was like the fact that they you know what i mean i mean they alleviate everything they can off the parent which thank god but um and i they do such a phenomenal job at doing that and at any given time we have about about 125 families staying there uh, average length of time is probably two to three weeks, but we right now I think there's uh, I think there's three families that have crossed the two year mark. Wow, that they've been staying there. Is that one of them is from Australia, right? Correct. I remember you telling me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're yeah. still there now. Could you imagine being from Australia coming here and just thank right. God you get the care here and everything's alleviated off right. of your stress? And, exactly. And the kids are there too. The the, the yeah both parents. Uh, are there and four siblings uh, are there as well? That's incredible. Yeah, truly. And and their son is there quite a bit. Obviously, he's at the hospital quite a bit, 
but he's it's about a three and a half year treatment procedure for an incredibly rare disease that the only doctor that knows how to take care of this is at Nationwide Children's. Oh, wow. He's the only one in the world. Uh, wow. Developed the whole thing. They live in Australia. He's typically three to four days a week in treatment, but then he can get out of the hospital, right. you know, for two or three days until his next round. It's definitely but not, not enough not time going to going back go to home. Australia. <laughs> so, yeah, that entire family is here for three and a half years. Wow. That's incredible. Well, obviously. And all for free. Everything's just taken care of for him. Yeah. Uh, and we even give them gift cards for the, um, uh, you know, going to the drug stores if there's additional stuff they need or through the grocery stores or whatever. That's yeah. awesome. And I know I was, I hated that because of COVID, obviously, the Mother's Day event we were planning there would have been just awesome. Yeah, that's had to be delayed. I know. They're, but they're getting that, real strict about it. I know, yeah. and but that's unfortunate, and that would have been so great. But I feel like sometimes, especially holidays parents are left out of things so Correct. mother's day was going to be an awesome opportunity we were going to do a whole spa day and stuff at ronald mcdonald house and yep. they even have um three spa chairs right to do pedicures and all that correct yes yep. so they i mean truly they go above and beyond mm-hmm. i was blessed to get a really really like <laughs> i don't even a vip tour of it when last time i was there with you um but that it's just amazing like they do a great job of making kids feel like they're not sick i feel correct yeah and illness illness is a very isolating experience right and you feel like nobody else understands and friends will come to you and and try to feel uh empathy or sympathy uh, for you but it's it's, yeah (laughs) they just can't and actually, one of the biggest burdens is trying to explain to people, and people are saying, uh, what can I do to help? Well, that's actually a huge burden on yeah, the parents. because then uh, you have to saying, give I don't even have to, I don't even have the energy to figure right. out and come up with the idea. Yeah. And so, she, uh, like your idea of just showing up and presenting this mm-hmm. to these, uh, uh, the moms there, it's, they don't even have to think about it. Right. And if they want to do it, fine. If you don't want to do it, yeah. fine. But they didn't have to sit there and go, hey, I got an idea. It'd be helpful if you guys did this. Right. And we were uh, going to do massage, manicure, pedicure, um, a little mini facial, mm-hmm. and um, a little jewelry party where all the moms got to take home something that they chose. But, you know, we had sponsors that were so generous to donate that. So I can't wait as soon as we're allowed to right. get back in to do that, even mm-hmm. though it'll be a belated Mother's Day. But right. I feel like they deserve it for sure. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what they do. <laughs> like, yeah. Emotionally, it's like, if you have a stressful day, how dare you? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't even have kids, let alone sick ones, you know? Right. So um, since you are from the 614... We always like to ask, what's your favorite hashtag ladies who lunch spot in the 614? Lunch spot. Wow. Um, or restaurant. The 101 Beer Kitchen. Okay. We were just there. Were you just oh, there? So good. So <laughs> a great selection of like yeah. booze, too. I yes. love it. Yes, it's very good. a huge craft beer theme. Yeah. Love it. So very good. good. What's your favorite thing there? Uh, as far as to, um, I like their, they've got a, um, uh, uh, wedge salad with steak. 
Oh, that's that what I sounds get. good. Yeah. I had this uh, fall uh, grilled cheese and soup, and the grilled cheese was brie, uh, fig spread, and apples. And then the uh-huh. soup was just a butternut squash soup, and it was delish. And then yeah. I had mead with it, which... I had Tracy try mead. Oh, oh she hated it. <laughs> I told her it was honey wine, which it is. Uh-huh. It's honey wine. And she okay. went, that's not wine, Jerry. I'm like, <laughs> it is, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so 101 Beer Kitchen. Yep. I'm kind of surprised. Really? That. A little, just because I would, I don't know, I guess everything you do just always wows me. And, like, I wouldn't expect, like, 101 Beer Kitchen, I haven't, like, not that it's not good. It's yeah. good. I like their pretzels too. Very unique. Oh, their pretzels. Yeah. So that yeah, that's close to here. Probably when when I want to do something fun, it's I just I couldn't think. Rodeo. Um, it's down by Nationwide. Uh, uh, it's on the top of my tongue. And they've got like it's right on the corner. Yeah, and they got like every imaginable like meat. They walk around. Brazilian spice. Brazilian oh, I've heard that. It's a Brazilian yeah. steakhouse. Brazilian it's steakhouse. got a name. It starts with it. an R, but yeah, it's Brazilian steakhouse. I have heard that that is yeah. amazing. And and it's and good. they just walk table to table. These guys they with just, this meat on a skewer, and it's yeah. rattlesnake and alligator, and I you just you get these like small oh small portions, and you can just. Taste and test, and oh, you can awesome. pass on anything. Well, that's probably if you're gonna try things like that, that's the yeah, place to go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> and because there's another guy every ten minutes or five minutes yeah. or whatever showing up. Do you want some of this ostrich or whatever? Great experience and great customer yes. service. Yes, very very good service. And, there again. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my when I'm looking for something special. To okay, Rodizio Grill. Rodizio, that's what it is. Okay, Rodizio Grill. I will have to. Maybe that could be our our next lunch date. There you go. <laughs> I try to. Um, I feel like that is such a Tracy spot. It, I feel like you're gonna you feel like that. Like, Don't hype it up, Jerry. Or what? <laughs> what? No, but I'm just saying, if you hype something up, I get so excited. I'll get there. I'll be like, oh. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's fired. <laughs> no, it's good. You, I guess I you love just this too much. that has to be our new. All right, okay. next lunch. Is, are they open for lunch? If not, we can do dinner. I've never done lunch there. Okay, we'll so do. That's a dinner date. Cool. I try. We usually do lunch every few weeks because mm-hmm. I do consider you one of my mentors by okay. far. Okay, all right. Thank I would, you. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> you should have heard the just the spiel of you know before we record. I like say okay, this is the gas blah. blah. I, like, started, and it just, 20 minutes later, I realized I was still telling. <laughs> I feel like I'm like you, because I just recite the stories, and I'm like, you wouldn't even believe he went to this cave, and he has his name on it, because he was the sixth one in. And, but, no, so I do consider you one of my mentors, and um, you really are. You're a fascinating individual. Everything you tell, it's just, it's incredible. And, to be honest, the main thing is, I just do. It, I don't have any skills. I don't have any talent. I, I would not say I, I don't have skills. But. I, but I do. I just, I never say no to right. anything, ever. That, neither do I. And I, I don't like, like uh, um, I don't like repeating things. Uh, I, everything's got to be new, uh, even vacations and that sort of thing. And it's, it's Which, always new. That makes a lot of sense why your vacations 
get literally astronomically greater and greater every time. Like, I'll, like, call, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm in this, that, or next week I'm going to Mexico to dive in these caves, and it's just, like, Australia, this, I'm that, and the other. I'm so jealous that you get to oh. do that. I wanted to go into marine biology for the longest time after I watched Jaws for the first time. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, what got me into marine biology was about a giant shark killing people on the beach. But... I loved it, and then I realized how much math and science goes into that. I can't, <laughs> right. I can't do it. And plus, I guess the job market's not very good. Well, for it, you have which, to live on very coastal area. You know what I mean? Like there. Well, even then, though, like the job market isn't all that great. And because how many people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on on that point, uh, or you know, wanting to do those vacations, one of the things that I've always done with my kids is. Since they were very young, describe the the life that you want, the oh, life that you want to live. This is my favorite thing about you. Here. And because wait. what most people do is they go to the their favorite college of the choices that they get accepted to, and then they take the classes that are the not too hard that they do okay in that they're most interested in. Right. Well, yeah. And then they accept the job that is the best job of what's offered to them. And then that job produces an amount of money. And then they build their lives around that amount of money, that funding. And I think that's the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. What you're supposed to do is first figure out the life that you want to live. Right. With no limits, no guidelines. Um, I do take about uh, 16 weeks, roughly, vacation a mm-hmm. year. Uh, and uh, 16 to 20 weeks. And Which is but that, <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, that, but that requires certain lot, things. Exactly. And I like vacations of very new and exciting place, not necessarily luxurious i'm more into the adventure side of things but uh yeah like you said um australia or hawaii or uh uh, so in the past 12 months i've been to yeah cancun uh rome london uh uh, bonaire and that was uh, prior to maui (laughs) yeah you see what i'm telling Um, you i'm telling you this guy is fascinating so that 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 like mm-hmm. defines what kind of job you can have and right. how much money you make at that job and how much flexibility you have at the job. So, so, but everything in life requires funding. Right. And so now you first figure out the life you want, want to live. Then you have to figure out the funding. How much is this going to cost and what type of job that I'm going to have to have. And if you have a job that pays for all of that, but you have to work 50 hours a week, it's not going to work. Right. So then you define the job, the career that you're going to have that to fund that. Now that you have that job career, now you know, is that college? Is that not college? Is right. that a trade school? Is that a whatever it is? How am I going to get there? Uh, the way I do things, pretty much it was very clear I needed to own my own company. And to have the level of flexibility that I wanted yeah, to have right that it away. required. And also, I think the ability, like, okay, you're as much or as little as you make is in your control. Correct. Which is huge. Yes. Yeah. And 
And so I, I think I'd have a hard time working for another person, but that doesn't make it right Same. or wrong for another person. <laughs> right. right. It's, it's all uh, three of my four children have very successful, very good, well, the youngest one just graduated OSU, so he's just starting his job, but but uh, the two, uh, three of my kids, some are accounting, including him. So one's at Nationwide, uh, at Nationwide Insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one's at Amazon. He lives in London, and and uh, so big corporations. And then my youngest just got a job in Chicago. I got delayed because of COVID. So who he, lives here in Boundary, Brandon? Uh, that's Tyler, oh. uh, who works for Nationwide Insurance. Oh, okay. And I just recently sold that house. I remember. Remember, I wanted to buy it. Yeah, that's <laughs> My right. dad built it. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, so I sold my house up in um, a drum, which we close on next month here, actually that's in about exciting. three weeks. Yeah. And, and then Travis is in London. Uh, Brandon owns his own company. He wants to travel. They like they spent almost a year in just cruising around Europe with their one-year-old, and the uh, and and then they landed in Nashville and he started a real estate business there, and then my, my youngest is moving up to Chicago as That's soon as they exciting. open things up, which is end of October is now what they have the date for, but you know so three of the four at least at this point are in corporations right. and that works very and they're pursuing their passions and what they enjoy doing uh, very well uh, but my oldest needed to kind of be on his own to do his thing because they like the the European trips right that sort of thing the reason uh, my right. second oldest he was in Seattle requested the transfer to uh, London because they like to travel and they like to be able to pop well, all yeah, over you can Europe, just like going to a different state. And <laughs> so, yeah, they'll they'll do almost every other weekend a ski trip in Switzerland or something. And he's a thrill seeker, just like yeah, you. <laughs> actually, yeah, all of them are. But the but you start with with the end in mind. Yes. You know. So. Uh, and and then you decide what is the career that I want. Yeah. To fund every single thing in life requires funding, and Absolutely. when you talk about like the the motivational people, they'll have you put your like dream boards and idea yeah. boards. They talk about the fun stuff, but a lot of times they skip there. out the funding yeah. part of it, and the funding's the hard part, the discipline part of it, and figure it out. And so I will say, and I know I tell you every time I uh-huh. see you, so you're probably like, God, shut up, uh-huh. but. One of my, I have several quotes of yours that are my favorite, and Uh I have a little quote book because I'm a little nerdy like that. But there is a sticky note on my computer. It's been there for three years, and it loses stick, and I rewrite it. (laughs) And it says, success gives us the freedom to do amazing things. Absolutely. And that's your quote. And and my, my oldest son, is actually he's more of a what are they, he calls it kind of like a minimalist. I mean, yeah. they're very oh, yeah, I you t- very frugal, and he does not want to work as intently as I do. It's just not what he wants to do. Right. And and their vacations are more. I mean, they spent a year in Europe, but 
more like hiking the forest in the U.S. And so the flexibility just, that's why they chose Nashville to land. Right. So they can do uh, Because they like that part of the country. And by going to Turks and Caicos and uh, Hawaii and Fiji and all those types of things, that's not his thrill. So, so... Uh, having a little more frugal and and minimalist life allows him a lot more time to do his thing. Right. But I'd have to give up a whole lot of pretty adventuresome stuff that is important to me. Right. So I couldn't quite do that. And then, then the other boys, you know, so there's no right or wrong. It's it's what's right for you. Exactly. Well, and I, the, the last Freedom time, that you're looking for. Exactly. That's the key. Yeah. Success gives us the freedom to do amazing things. Not to, like, keep obsessing about you, but my other favorite quote from you, (laughs) because you do run marathons and triathlons and all that, like, yeah, very impressive. And um, one time he called me to talk about one, and I said, please don't tell me you're asking me to join. (laughs) Like, participate, (laughs) like, sponsorship or something, like, anything, but no, I'm not, I can't. Did you? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got a 100-mile bike race coming up next month oh, if y'all want to do it. Goodness, Cincinnati to Columbus. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm going to leave that to you research. like I always do. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, the manual labor I'll leave to you like I always do. But <laughs> I don't. I'm Let me not. tell you just a quick story. I got, I they're doing virtual races now because of all the COVID oh, stuff. The, and you record it on your Garmin and you upload it and send it to them. So, and I saw this, um, a, a COVID virtual race. It was 19.5 miles. So I said, oh, that's pretty cool. So I go out and I turn on my Garmin and I run my 19.5 miles and I upload it uh, and send it in. And here about a week ago, I get the uh, 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 the envelope from them and with the medal, but they put two medals in there. And I thought, well, why did they give me two medals? <laughs> oh. And I opened, and there's an envelope that said, hey, we just wanted to give you a special congratulations. You know the disease, the virus is called COVID-19. This was a COVID-19 five-mile race, not a COVID-19.5 oh. <laughs> mile race. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we saw your results, and... Went out, bought some beer, and congratulated oh you God. and toasted you. That's a great story. <laughs> so I, I went 14 and a half miles too far. I love, and that <laughs> is so you. Uh, but my favorite quote, besides the one that's at my desk every day, but is that a marathon is just one mile at a time, 26.2 times. Right. Like, you will never get to the 15th mile if you're thinking on mile 14 about mile 15 because it's not going to work that way. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. And it is just one mile at a time. There's the single most important, there's one mile in a marathon that's more important than any other mile in the entire marathon. The last one. And um, now it's actually, it's the mile that you're in. That's the most important mile. Write that down, No other mile matters. It's just the mile that you're in. And like you said, if you I mean if you're in mile six and you're worried about the hills in mile right. thirteen, you're never gonna finish this race. It's not gonna work. And everybody can run a mile. Focus on the mile. Just so how far is a marathon? A marathon is one mile. 
done 26.2 times. I love it. And I've now done nine. That's on my whiteboard at my yeah. at-home office, by the way. And, and it has been. I don't even think it would erase by yeah. now. It's been sitting there so long. And I've done uh, nine ultra marathons now. And same thing. I mean, how, how do you do that? And it's um, it's one mile at a time, the way absolutely every other runner yeah. ever in history has done one mile at a time. And if you put that into perspective in business or anything else, mm-hmm. it's just, hey, big picture, that'll get you really, really exhausted. Just put your head down. What do I have to do right now? Let's get to the next. Okay. In Dublin uh, alone, as, as a realtor, I've sold over 3,000 homes. How? One at a one time. One house at a time. One house at a time. One client at a time. One cold, cold call at a time. One, one appointment at a time. And one business card at a time. One business card at a time. Which exactly. That, so I, it's funny because I remember when you first told me this years ago, you said, oh, I don't leave. Like, I won't go home. I won't leave the job until I give out 22 business cards a day. Because my assistant gives me 22. That's what I need for my numbers to hit what I need them to hit. And when I recently talked to you about a month ago, I had quoted you on that, and you said, oh, now it's, what is it? 30? 61. Yeah, I, th- I was going to say 51. Okay, so yeah, it's, now 61. it's 61. It's probably changed again. But, like, so you Because it was will... easy to remember. That's how old I am. <laughs> but, I mean, For truly, as successful as you are, you follow your own principles better than any other person that I honestly have met, that you will not go home until those are given out, if that means you have to stop at Panera and say, hey. Yeah. I I literally, yeah, I have <laughs> been short on appointments, and I won't go home, and I've stopped into like a Panera and yeah. went table to table. And, hey, I'm Kyle Allfriend, and I'm not allowed to go home unless I can talk to you about real estate and yeah. business cards. <laughs> <laughs> Which you've gotten business from. And I've gotten right? business because they, they laugh, and it's, oh, yeah. it's fun, and, and, it's, and it's like I'm not like – Beating them right. up. Right. No, I'm I just, would. I'm I making a joke of it. about and, it too, but and, that probably uh, gets them intrigued. Like, oh, and, well, you know, we were talking and, about Yeah, and a couple and times they've said, man, I, we're trying to sell our house. Maybe if we had a yeah, realtor like you. Could, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, if we had a realtor um, pegging us down at 6 p.m. in a Panera. Yeah, exactly. Who and won't go home until we take the will not, uh, Will not go home until it's it's done because it's 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 one card. Because how much money, success is kind of irrelevant because how successful am I tomorrow? It's what work I did today. And what I, I did that. last year or last month or last decade, utterly irrelevant. Nobody cares. Nobody. Every one of us wake up equal. We're all equal every morning when we get out of bed. I love that. And um, there's only one direction if you want to coast through life. There's only one direction you can coast, and that's downhill. I was going to say, it's not up. um, You've got to, if if I want to go to my next planned trip is Greece, if I want to go, there's work i got to do. Right. And... And it's not, do I like doing this work? It's, do I want to go to Greece? Do I want to go to Greece? Yeah. But the, that's the original marathon. I was going to say, so tell us ago. about, so how many, you've done 80 something marathons? 82 marathons, okay. nine ultra marathons. And what's an ultra marathon? Uh, it, well, it's basically, it's anything. Most of them are 100, but 
miles? It's, it's anything over 26.2 miles. Oh, oh, okay. It's considered an, an ultra. So, so anything, basically 50 is where wow. they start at 50 miles. Um, or 50K. I think they start them at 50K. Um, and then uh, 16 triathlons. Which you were going to do the original triathlon in Greece this November, right? Yeah, uh, marathon, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this original but marathon. the original, yeah. where um, the original marathon took 2,500 years ago, yeah. It ends That's right so in the awesome. Parthenon, um, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> but I'm for, is it still canceled? Or? No, it, it's on. Oh. There's a little oh, bit of a question exciting. on if Americans are going to be allowed. Oh, um. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> so Greece wants us in, but they are subject to the European Union, and the European Union doesn't want us in. So oh, I see. That's what's Oof. going on. But, oh, my God, for your sake, because for a minute there, we had had lunch twice where you were like, yeah, it's going to be canceled, and I was like, oh, that was. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, the European Union approved it. Okay. Uh, so it'll be the first uh, major uh, marathon in Europe uh, since COVID, and so they approved that. So it's just the, right now down to the Americans uh, of whether or not we can go. But Monday, I start a 22-day competition on my Peloton bike. Oh, okay. My lover boy that, has one of those. Uh, yeah. that oh, matches. Yeah, I can hook it. him up to this if he wants. Oh, I can, I can send might, him a link. He might really we're we're duplicating the Tour de France, which starts Monday Oh, yeah. And Isn't it France? Yeah, and, yeah. But it's, so I just get, hey, they said, hey, you want to do something completely insane and very painful? That I has said, your okay. name it's, written it's, all over cool. it. If so, anyone asked me that, I'd be like, no, but I know a guy. So yeah. I signed up for this thing, and these people are beasts. These people are going to absolutely eat me for lunch. No. I, I get on there, Impossible. and so I don't know if you've done the Peloton bike, but, you know, it shows your output. Wait, yeah. And so I friend on Peloton these 35 other people. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a couple girls, mostly guys, um, that are doing this thing. And their outputs are insane numbers. They're like berserk. And I, I'm going to die. I, I am going to die during this thing. And there's Non-disclosure. no Non-disclosure. I'm not trying to kill him, but I did write his life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah right, you I'm did. your life insurance agent. Please don't tell me you're going to die. Uh, so, <laughs> but, yeah, we're doing this. We're basically, uh, it's a, a, so 22 days and following wow. the, the Tour de France. Well, what is it? Like a couple of, like Yeah, so, so this is a group. A uh, uh, guy by the name of Chet Scott is my personal coach, my business okay. coach. And he's an insane biker. And so he takes a group every year to, they have an amateur version of the Tour de France, and they actually do the full Tour de France course. Well, this year they can't do it because of COVID. Right. And so he's basically put together a version of it on the Peloton bike. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, and, and then I got drawn into this thing. Of course. And it's, <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll see. So, so over I'm 22 gonna, days, how many miles I, yes. is that actually? You know, so so they basically, so obviously we're not doing all day long, right. uh, like like the, the bikers. At well, the that's what I was thinking. Like, is it because of COVID these people have time to do this? Like, Right. No. So it's, it's anywhere from, from like 
30-minute to two-hour oh, okay. rides. But the intensity, the, the speed, because there's parts of the Tour de France that are pretty calm, uh, you know, right. straight, straight runs yeah. and stuff or downhills and, and that sort of thing. So on those, we're doing easier. And then there's other okay. things that are going straight up the mountains in the Alps or whatever. And and so they've got the, the resistance cranked all the way up and the speed cranked up. And and so so it's not all day long. So, right. it, But it's between 30 minutes to two hour. Um, but copying the intensity and the difficulty um, – of the Tour de France, and wow. but I've been looking at these guys. Um, that starts on Monday. Sorry, yes, yeah, Sunday or Monday. I can't oh. remember right now. Um, but yeah, it's coming up here quick. It's it's going to hurt so much. I've just basically blocked it up. I was going to say I want to um, ask you to launch them. And it's like like on a four, most of my stuff I've been doing are forty five minute rides, and I and I I'm I'm dead after these things after forty five minutes. And my output is typically like low 400s, 450s, and uh, and higher is more output. Right. And I've been looking up these people, and a bunch of them are like 900 output. Oh, God. And, oh, wow. and it's like, I'm dying to yeah. get the 450. is killing me. Yeah. And these these people are going to eat me for lunch. They absolutely are going to oh, God. destroy well, me. Well, it's just one mile at a time. It's You'll just one fine. mile at a time. So, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, marathons and pelotons and all those types, they're fine because, I mean, you can't die. You'll pass out long before you die. So it's, right, it's right. all okay. Well, it all works out. Yeah, no dying. No dying. So I'll, I'll be fine. That's I'm just afraid I'm going to pass out on that bike and my shoes are clipped into the Oh, pedal. yeah, right. No. <laughs> like break a leg or a hip on the way over. Yeah. I'll wake up, you know, the next morning yeah. with two broken legs. I know. Out. You're like, oh, man. And uh, so. Be calling your assistant like, uh, I can't make it in today. <laughs> I need <help>. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you why. So. Well, so we like to do like a little round of questions okay. that it's hashtag fun with Fifi, and Fifi I think is napping, so oh, okay. she won't be involved. But so the dog won't be asking the questions. Yeah, no, she okay. won't be. Um, she's going to the groomer tomorrow morning, which she absolutely hates. So okay. she's preparing. Uh, but we like to ask uh, like a few different random questions, and okay. because you really are one of my greatest mentors, I wanted to ask you the question. Which I, I have asked people before, but I wanted to ask you specifically, since you're one of mine, who is your greatest mentor? My greatest mentor, I'd honestly have to say uh, both of my parents. Wow. And That's amazing. Yeah, they were um, uh, 17 when I was born. Both? And, yeah. And wow. so, uh, and... You know, so life wasn't a lay down. Right. And you and were born in fifty nine. No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh I, no, no. I mean, I just you don't have to tell everyone your age, but uh, I meant in in Columbus or oh uh, Danville, Virginia. Oh, okay. Really? Danville, Virginia. Yeah. Oh, Virginia. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got a yeah, lot of Danville cousins. Yeah, so close to North Carolina. Which yeah, right on the line. College, yeah. so. A lot of my cousins are in the Hampton area, Newport News and all yeah. that area. And uh, a lot of cousins in Richmond. And I went to high school in Fairfax. 
Uh, oh, wow. Okay. And so, uh, but they are, um, but they fought. They, they knew what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And the, I would say the biggest lesson I learned from them is that no matter how bad you get kicked back, and they actually got kicked back a lot. Yeah. Uh, and and life is never easy for anybody. There, there's really no free lunches. That's uh, true. <laughs> and it's uh, one of my favorite quotes is Marion Dreddy, uh, who said, uh, if you ever feel like your life is under control, it only means you're moving too slow. And I love that. So just keep pushing, keep going, keep striving. And the... Um, uh, and they got kind of cut off at the knees multiple times, never complained, and kept pushing, and kept pushing. And that makes I sense was, why you are the way you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was very fortunate in that they are incredibly well-to-do today. My greatest gift I ever received was that actually didn't happen until after I left the home. And I saw the hard work and uh, the getting pushed back and then getting back up and going and going. And I never saw the the lay down. I never saw the, um, uh, uh, as a child forming my worldview, I never saw anybody sitting back and just letting the stuff come in. And uh, right now, all of their enormously hard work and discipline and it was right about the time I was 19, just as I was leaving home, uh, it all really started paying off in huge dividends. Uh, but during my formative years, it, I just saw the hard work. And then as I'm getting out in the world to do it myself, yeah. then I see all the rewards pouring in. <laughs> and had I sat back and just saw only rewards. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, that, that I might be a different person. To be very honest. And you're the oldest of how many? Two. Two. Okay. Yeah. So just you and your sister? My sister who lives in who's, D.C. Lives right? in DC okay. And is, uh, yeah, three and a half years younger. Okay. I She's don't an think attorney. That... Yes, I remember you mm-hmm. telling. Cat lady, right? She <laughs> likes some... cats. Yes. She, she is cats. a cat person. Uh, <laughs> but no, that's interesting because as, um, so I'm the oldest of, uh, there are three of us, and my brother Brian and... And Christopher is the baby, but we're each three years apart, and it is vastly different. Like, a lot of people, if they look, like, outside looking in, think, oh, you got it. Like, Brian and Christopher have different parents, and you. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we all have, like, the same parents. But my parents uh, were 21 and 19 when I was born. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of got it a little bit to get, you know, so with Brian and Christopher, it was just different expectations and different, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So again, I think that drives me just like it did you is like, well, it wasn't always pretty, believe me. And Mm -hmm. to see the difference in that when you're going through it, it's not easy, but the outcome, when I look at, you know, the difference between like me and my brothers, and I'm sure you and your sister, just from what you've told me is like, it was hard going through it, but thank God, because now I am where I am because it was difficult. And mm-hmm. the easy road didn't really bring you places as an adult, in my opinion, at least. Or in my family's yeah. experience. But, yeah. so I love that. That's awesome. 
So, um, your mentors being your parents is no one's ever actually told me that. Oh, so really? I love that. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's huge. Um, but what was your favorite job that you ever had? Working for myself. Uh, <laughs> really I not knew. had too many jobs. I, I know. I always work for myself. I in third grade was I was going door to door selling greeting cards and personalized greeting cards and which you know I love the send out cards program yes, yeah. so <laughs> I and would appreciate we lived it. in an apartment complex and I hit that whole neighborhood in third grade in third grade that's amazing uh, uh, the weekends this was back when you had return bottles you know for Coke um, oh okay you, they used to you have to you would get like two cents if you t- returned your Coke bottle and um and they were still building in the apartment complex we lived in. And I'd go out there a- after all the construction workers left, and I'd collect all the bottles and take them in, cash them in, oh, buy a God, bunch of I cold drinks. And this is before the day when now they got the trucks that go out there and right, feed them. Yeah, the I'd show coach. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'd show up with cold drinks. I'm third grade, fourth grade, um, and uh, pulling my red uh, wagon. And uh, with all these cokes and a, get a bunch of ice and, <laughs> and yeah exactly and uh, and candy bars and different things that I'd I'd buy these big boxes um, would go kind of further out and to the to the kind of the warehouse type of stores yeah and the um, I get them you know so I'm getting them for like three cents a candy bar and I'm selling them for thirty cents a candy bar I... type of thing. And, and that actually, especially back in the day. And for those who aren't in built, like a roach coach is like the guy who comes around with breakfast sandwiches and like Mm -hmm. chips and all the stuff. He just lifts up and it looks like a small, like deli type, you know, shop and do what you want. So before that existed. Yeah. That was huge. I was doing all of that and by middle school, cutting grass, you know. (laughs) I love that. Other lawnmowers and. And, uh, and then I was bringing in friends to help me out and giving them a piece so of the So you've always action. been a boss. Yeah. I love that. And it's, um, so. You know, a funny story. I don't know that I've ever told you this, but when I was um, seven, I was in second grade, I was playing real estate agency. So I had oh, my really? own, Oh, yeah. I had my own real estate agency. And, like, I wasn't playing school. Like, all my friends were like, I want to play school. I'm like. Well, I don't. So, I, I I have my own real estate agency. If you guys want to come over and play, like you're, like we're gonna play that. We're not playing school. And I was the boss. And I, I was seven. I asked my mom if real estate was one word or two, <laughs> and she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "I'm typing up sheets for my agency, and I don't mm-hmm. want to have a problem." You know, like, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Honestly, I don't know." and yeah so i mean i had listing sheets and uh, fake ones and we didn't have like google image or anything i made these i don't even know i had (laughs) obviously too much time but i was a real estate agent at heart since i was seven so (laughs) but and it wasn't my i could have well i could have never made money off because you have to be licensed but i love that because like, my family always says, like, my grandparents is, like, 
Well, now that we know what you're doing, looking back, it's no question. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, at the time they were like, why is this kid trying to work all the time? And her friends come over to play and she's like, no, we're sitting in here. We have this to do. And I was like, did you contact that agent? I was, I I don't even know how I knew what I was doing, but I somehow did. And I was super bossy about it. And, you know, my friend, but my friends were like, oh yeah, like we want to go to their house. So it, but (laughs) looking back, I couldn't imagine seeing a kid like, no, you can only come over if you want to play with, like, my real estate agency. And yeah. I was the oldest. My friends were notoriously always the youngest. And I grew up on Long Island, so everyone has, like, a trillion kids. So all my friends were the youngest of five, always. Mm-hmm. And so they were fascinated by my brother Brian. Like, they would want to come over and play, like, oh, let's play house. He could be my baby. And I'm like, <laughs> I used to say... Uh, no, you're not coming over if you want to play with my brother, Brian. We're not playing house. Yeah. I got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have any friends. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but <laughs> if that tells you anything. So. <laughs> Speaking of flyers, when I started my business, so I, I, you know, when you start, you don't have enough money to pay a staff. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that was my first thing is get successful enough to hire people to do stuff because I'm very, very bad at a lot of things. Yeah, same. And so my success has really been, I there's like only two or three things I'm good at, and those are the only things I do. And, right. And so that's why it is. You just find out what you're good at and stick to that. And, and, and hire out the rest. Right. Or partner out the rest or do something same. with it. Delegate. And it's, but yeah, I can't, and I've got like extreme severe um, dyslexia and ADD and all that type of thing. I struggled all through school. I, that was real hard for me. Oh, and wow. but I and I didn't have anybody to do my flyers, so I was doing flyers. And when you said you didn't know if that's one word or two yeah. words, I couldn't get the words right. Yeah. I I would send out flyers, um, and now I'm trying to show like I'm a professional, and it's like half the words are misspelled. Oh, no. And one of the things that my, <laughs> oh, my dad God. would go so berserk on, he said, "Okay, Kyle, I can understand if you can't figure out how to spell real estate." But you've got it spelled seven different ways. <laughs> yeah. So I can understand if you thought it was this way. Right. I was just like one word or two. <laughs> you change it every single time. Yeah. And it's like you couldn't even figure out. That's interesting. What. But, but I was doing flyers. I Back in the day, this is, of course, before internet. And so it, um, the grocery stores all had, thank you, the grocery stores all had these newsprint magazine, home yeah. magazines. and on these shelves and realtors would buy space to advertise their stuff. I don't have any listings. I'm brand new. So I bought the center um, eight pages of these magazines and just took other people's listings and stuck them in there. So I look (laughs) like the biggest, most successful real estate broker ever. (laughs) <laughs> this is in uh, the Washington, D.C. market. I, I went to school in Northern Virginia, high school, graduated high school in Northern Virginia. And so uh, so the whole Northern Virginia, the Washington metropolitan area, um, I was like, I and with ADD and everything, I didn't bother to, like, read stuff. And right. that's, like, sort of illegal. Yeah. You're not allowed <laughs> yeah. to do oh, that. Oh, <laughs> so God. Got a little bit of issue there. Yeah. And, and I saw all these people had all these awards. Well, if I've got all these listings, I got to have awards. So I invented an award show. 
And I had reward oh, award shows that I won all the awards. And it'd be <laughs> like, and I'd use make up these acronyms. I love this. And it'd be the like, um, number one MFS award. And that's mommy's favorite son is what that stands for and i want it and, but i just put the initials yeah. on there and i've got like three pages of oh all these awards all these i've won <laughs> which actually it turns out to be illegal also oh um, and i got i, I mean got, did you get in trouble i got in trouble with the oh. real estate commission they got oh. a little bit perturbed <laughs> so, well these days they're it's, uh, and it, so i'm sitting in a table sort of like this with like five real estate commission Guru, yeah, they're like, their uh, you're about to hammering sickles about to kill me, and <laughs> saying, "So, what is this award? It's mommy's favorite son award? <laughs> Who was the judge? Me? <laughs> well, you were your mom's Who favorite son. You were the only me? boy. Yeah, and uh, so, but I thought about that when you couldn't sell real yeah, estate. No, I, I just remember I specifically, still can't, she was honest. like. I was like, is it one word or two? Yeah. And, like, she looked at me like I was absolutely, like, ridiculous. Like, how dare you ask that? How do you not know? Which yeah. my parents were weird about spelling anyway. So I was like, oh, man. And then she goes, why do you want to know? Because I actually don't. I was like, I got I'm making sheets. Like, <laughs> I'm doing. And, uh, yeah, and obviously nowadays you look back like, just wasted printed paper, yeah. paper, paper. And I was filling them out. I mean, I had all these fake clients, but we didn't have, like, you couldn't just look people up or, like, there was no Google right. image or anything. So it was just, I would be like, this one guy, he wanted blue brick. Like, that doesn't even exist. <laughs> you yeah. know, but I would just make stuff up. Right. And, I mean, I had a blast. Right. But there's, when you're going through life and you're kind of building all your stuff, there, there's a saying, who, who was the big guy that like started the whole Madison Avenue stuff, uh, Wall uh, Advertising, um, Ogilvy, uh, I think was his name. But he had a, a, a quote that, that half of the advertise, half the money spent on advertising, his clients were complaining because he was always getting them to spend more money on advertising, right. and he couldn't really prove all the results. And his clients were saying, well, I think, I feel like half the money we're spending on advertising is being wasted. And he said, yeah, probably 50% of advertising money is wasted. Absolutely. The but problem is we don't know which 50%. So we got to keep right. doing it all. And I think when you're, um, the analogy is even when you're starting your career, you don't know what you're good at. You don't know what you're great at. You don't know how those passions are going to form. Right. And, and probably half of what you do, I would say way more than half of the things that I did starting my career, well, utter dead ends, waste of time, but waste of money. But you don't know if you money, don't try. But you don't and know. And I always say, you don't know what you don't right. know, so. 50% of my energy was put wasted, but I going into it, I didn't know which 50%. So exactly. I don't stop. I just say yes right. and go for it. I'm when the same doubt, way. And sometimes you look back and you're like, oh, why did I do that? But then there are so many people that are like, oh, well, I didn't do that because I didn't know if it would work. Right? I'm like, well, how would you know if you don't try? So I, I like, I'm like willing to take the risk of it not working. I expect it to work, but right. if it's worth it not working and me saying, hey, okay, but if you never try, never try and things. I mean, I've I've done things and 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 lost money and made money and 
And, and I feel like I balanced my entire life. I've just bounced back and forth between the richest guy in the room and the poorest guy in the room. <laughs> and sometimes during the same party, it bounces back and forth three or four times while right. I'm standing there. Yeah, now I get that. It's, uh, uh, and, and, and that's where your confidence comes from because you can lose it all. That's Because weird. I know how to get it back. Yeah. So I don't particularly care. Right. I, honestly, I really don't care. And so if it sounds fun and it sounds like it'll work, why don't we try it? Right. And if it blows up and falls apart, I can build every bit of it back right. from scratch. Well, and you at least know, okay, that didn't work. If you never tried it. My right. thing, I would always look back and be like, well, what if I didn't? Right. Because I'm, I'm just more of a trier, like a go-getter type like you that right. I'm not cautious. I'm more like, well, we can figure it out if it doesn't work, but... When it does, because it should. <laughs> and and how I We're handle my thankful. yeah, how I handle my staff is when they come to me with an idea, I don't even look at it. I don't answer the question, "Do I think it's a good idea?" Because if I, they are brought in because I want their creativity. I want their. That's why I tend to hire younger people. Right. I want their their fresh ideas. I want their creativity. Because age brings prejudice. It always does. Mm-hmm. And so experience it, it, too. It brings experience, but also Or no, I mean experience brings prejudice too. Pre- experience brings yeah, yeah, correct. And so uh, so if I'm the evaluator of all of their ideas, then my entire reason for bringing them on board doesn't make any sense. Right. And so I don't even ask the question, do I think it's a good idea? The only way I look at their suggestions is if this goes bad can i fix it i love that. and then i say okay this is how much i'm willing to budget for it this is how much money i'm willing to lose over this idea and this is your ball you take this ball and run with it and if we start to lose more than this amount of money right i need you to come to me right and say Wrong idea, bad idea, or good idea, but we need a little more investment to really get over that line, or you don't know, so let's do rock, paper, scissors and figure it out. um, But outside of that, this is your ball, and you run with it. Here's the amount that I'm willing to lose over it. This is how far I'm willing to push it, because at that point, I can still turn this thing around and fix it. And that's, that's the only question I ask. And if I can afford the deal, yeah. if it goes completely bad, if I can still afford it, afford it, the answer is yes. And I can tell you that as a company, the absolute best ideas, and this is a true statement, the best ideas we've had, most of them I thought were the stupidest damn thing oh, I'd ever really? heard of in my entire life. All right. Like this is never going to I work. need an example of one. What is the most stupid thing that worked really well that you were like, no? One probably one of the first one that like almost slapped me in the face was uh, we we had models for for we were doing a lot of builders at the time and yeah. so we had model homes and and he wanted to create a whole separate position for just reviewing the contract with you and double checking everything. 
And I said, no, we've gone over this. This is, this is no big deal. But he said, no, I think if we do this, the people buy more options. They'll be happier. Everything will go a lot smoother. And we're not going to allow them in the models. I will meet them off-site someplace else unless it's during our closed hours and nobody else is in there. Then I'll meet them in there. And I thought, just a dumb idea. That's like, who, who cares? Right. And and make people come back two and three times to um, go over this stuff. It just doesn't make any sense. And probably the single most important position we ever had. We, my, I'm a sales guy, so my brain is how we're going to create more sales. Right. Not I did not like understand your... how much of the questions that came up because we weren't covering this detail thoroughly enough how much of that was wasting our time. It had no clue. He's not a sales guy, and he could figure it out. And uh, so he was meeting them off-site at Panera or whatever and getting them out of our hair. And it, and he said, Kyle, every time people are thinking about something, you step in, you, like, take over the entire meeting, yeah. and you run the whole show. We need you to shut up and stay away. And <laughs> it's, um, uh, but having an environment where an employee feels right. comfortable yeah. saying to his boss, you need to shut up and right. get out of the way. That's huge. It is part of, so my, my success, I've always thought, was primarily tied to I know every one of my weaknesses. And I... And I'm not ashamed of them. That's actually, bother me. and I'm not like. Because everybody's got them. Exactly. And okay. so one of, uh, like, for sure, when anyone asked me, biggest key to success, and just from our conversations, my answer definitely stems from you. And it is, I know my weaknesses greater than my strengths. That is the key. When you know what you suck at and you can outsource and, and do all that. And I learned that from you. I really did. I ha I tend to be incredibly optimistic, overly so, that everything's going to work out. Yeah. Hiring same. people was an example. You would talk to an, a potential hire, and then we would see things that were signs that this might not be a good match. And in my head, I can work that out. Right. I, we, we can get over that. I, I can train them. I can, and never worked out. And, and it always went bad. And I am no longer permitted to have anything, in, any involvement at all in the hiring process. <laughs> it's basically, I have one person who works for me, which yes. is Fawn. Yes. And everybody else works for Fawn. Yes. Basically, right. that's how it works. That's that's how I'm actually training Gary. I'm like, you work and, for me. And I don't have a problem about there's a whole lot of things. I'm honestly, I'm good at like one or two things. <laughs> and 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 I'm insanely bad at all the others. And uh, and but you're still an incredible person. Just, and you're vastly successful. So if it's, it's knowing your and I you're the greatest example, knowing your weaknesses better than your strengths is is the key to success. Right. And, and, and remembering that success isn't, uh, I know we're a sound thing, not a video thing, but success isn't doesn't go like straight up. Success right. yes. is a, a process of 
fail, 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 succeed. Right. And the, the issue is the, the reward of success is about a thousand times the cost of failure. So you can fail a thousand times, I succeed once, and you're at break even. I love so that. So what if you played baseball and a thousand strikes you're out? Everybody would go for the home run every time. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody would be a pretty good baseball player. And the reason most people aren't successful is not a lack of ability or lack of skill or lack of opportunity. It's a lack of being willing to go for the strike. And that's, that's that. a Babe Ruth quote is um, um, never let the fear of striking out keep you from going for a home run. That's and perfect. See, this so, is why you truly are. Because in business, it is. It's a 1,000 strikes, 2,000 strikes, 5,000 strikes, you're you, out. <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane yeah, how many you times can, you can screw oh, up. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you can screw up a lot. And you have to or you won't succeed. Right. <laughs> and if you let any kind of failure get you down, you won't succeed. Right. So keep your eye on the prize. And I truly, I'm so glad that you were able to join us. Absolutely. Have fun. Thank you for the wine. Absolutely. Well, you're one of my mentors and absolute um, gems. And I can't wait to have you on next time because we still have so much to talk about. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you.